Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. You don't have to trust anyone. But on the other hand, you have to trust yourself. Well, then you can be really safe, you know, split it up into two pieces, you know, put it on uh, two pieces of paper, put one in your sock drawer, one in the closet. No one will ever find that. But, you know, maybe you you hodl and two years later, like, wait a second, where did I put that? I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Every startup and tech company is after one main thing, creating a company culture. I'd like to introduce you to Poppin. Poppin is more than just a popular furniture company. They are a culture creator. Poppin is so proactive about embracing our community culture, bringing everyone together at their incredible Silicon Beach mixers. Definitely go to poppin.com. Mention We Are LA Tech to get on the invite list. Poppin's main mission is to create an atmosphere where we together can work happy. Poppin.com. P-O-P-P-I-N.com. Welcome back to another We Are LA Tech Crypto Friday special edition episode. This is your guest host, Ira Herman, and we have an amazing guest in the studio. I love his YouTube videos. He really digs into the different cryptocurrencies and all the details behind the scenes to explain what the differences are and what's going on. Please welcome to the show, Dave Levine. Hey, Dave, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am Dave Levine. You can always find me at DaveLevine.com. And yeah, I'm just trying, I decided in July to spend all of my time researching this crypto asset revolution. There's so much going on. And as I learn things, I try to share it, uh, you know, through my YouTube channel and YouTube videos. Cool. And, and what is your YouTube channel? How do people find that? YouTube.com slash DaveLevine.com. But on the YouTube, it's Dave Levine, D-O-T-C-O-M is the name of my channel. Ah, uh, fancy. Yeah. It's, so the name of the channel is .com spelled out. Yes. Okay. All right. Awesome. And, uh, and tell us a little bit about why you started these videos and, and what you're hoping to accomplish and help people with. Well, I... Um, when I start, when I dove in in July, first of all, I really just wanted to talk about this stuff and I wanted to make videos and I had an idea that it would help me study. And it's turned out that, yeah, the process of making a video gets me to dig in a little further, gets me to, you know, research a little deeper, uh, helps me organize my thoughts. And when I put it out there, especially now that I have more followers, when I'm wrong, I hear about it. I go through all my comments. I respond um, and I, and I learn and, and I have also made videos where I'm like, what is the deal with this? How, I don't get this. And then I get response from people, which leads me to further research. Um, and also it's helped me sort of t- follow my own advice after I make a video. I'm like, yeah, make sure I'm following my own advice as well. So it's been motivational and helpful for me. And it's fun. And I live right near YouTube studios and they have events all the time as long as you have 10,000 or more subscribers. And I'm almost there. 
Oh, awesome. So yeah. if you have 10,000 or more subscribers, then you can use their studio space. Free studio space. Free. They have events, they have parties, and it's huh. like I can walk there in 10 minutes. So, and so that's, yeah, that's fun. And, and where are you based out of? Is that Playa, Playa Vista? Vista? Okay, yes. yeah. awesome. Yeah. So yeah, YouTube has the uh, the enormous building and studio space there. Yeah, very exclusive place to get into. There and they're rebuilding it, and across the street is a giant Googleplex they're building. It's kind of cool. Very cool. And so, uh, are you from LA originally? Originally from Boston, moved here two thousand and two, maybe. So I've been here for a while. I was in Hollywood up until less than two years ago. Moved to Playa Vista. And why the move from Hollywood to Playa Vista? Uh, when you have kids, the equation changes. Suddenly being close to the clubs was less important than being close to parks and pools. <laughs> yeah, so, Hollywood is the, the only place I can go in L.A. where at like one in the morning, there's a ton of traffic because yeah. it just it's so happening for the nightlife. Yeah, now I'm more concerned with the afternoon life. So, yeah, it's just different. And I can still go to Hollywood, jump in an Uber, but... Uh, you know, for those who have made that transition when you have kids, it's uh, Playa Vista is amazing when you have kids. And and are your kids big crypto enthusiasts? Uh, they're three and five, but I told, I mean, I told my oldest first, we need to learn our letters, then we learn our numbers, then we're going to learn how to make money. So, you know, we're getting there. Awesome. So they get there, you, you starting with the Crypto Kitties website? <laughs> yeah. Or- that, Good idea. What, what's now, a yeah. good introduction for kids? You to know, crypto? I'm just, you know, I talk about mine to help them learn what money is and how it works. Just a lot of people don't even talk about it. So, yeah, we'll get there. I think it's a little early to start introducing cryptography, um, you know, before kindergarten. Very cool. And uh, are you are you doing is this what you're focusing on with your business is uh, crypto all the time. I've become an investor. I own, uh, I still own a business, e-commerce uh, for, since I was early on the web in 95, created one of the first affiliate white label programs anywhere on the internet. I bought the domain sextoy.com for $70 in 95. My company made over 150 million in sales uh, with me as CEO. Um, I don't run that anymore. And I'm, I've wanted to be an investor and now, you know, I, I, I bought Bitcoin 2015, sorry, 2014. I bought it at around $350, you know, invested a little, that obviously turned into, uh, something. And then I started putting money in and, you know, a 10 X here and a 10 X there. And before you know it, you're talking about real money. So now I'm just, uh, a lot of, I'm just hodling really right now. I mean, totally love that term holding my ass off. What's the uh, the background for for our listeners at home or in your cars or on your bike or on a walk? What what is hodling? Why why do we all say that? Uh, H it's H O D L a takeoff on misspelling hold. Uh, but when something goes up a hundred percent and falls by thirty percent and then goes up by twenty and then goes down by thirty percent, you know, and that's a week. Uh, you don't just hold; you hold on for dear life. Also, uh, looking <laughs> at historically, the right move has been. Just hold it. Uh, you, you know, trading, if you're talking about traditional markets that go up and down and you're smart and you're a trader, maybe you make more money by trading. When something's going straight up, it only takes missing one thirty percent up to, to sort of lose all your trading profits, not to mention the tax nightmare that probably comes next year mm. from recording all your gains that nobody has. So, a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of that getting figured out right now. Yeah, so I am all about just just hold it. And it goes up by a lot. And then, and then you wait, 
you know, and chasing things around. So, but holding is really hard sometimes on the way up if you don't believe enough and it's gone up so much. And sometimes on the way down, if you don't believe enough and you panic and sell out. Uh, so we, we hold on for dear life. Hold on. So, so that's interesting because I, I want to preface this. We are not investment experts. We are not financial advisors. Uh, we are not legal experts. And this is for entertainment purposes only. My thing is, <laughs> I tell you what I'm doing. I'm not telling you what to do, uh, you know, and the whole legalities. But I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm just telling you what I do. I'm an open book, always have been. Uh, and, you know, um, yeah. So you're, t- Take- you're taking the risks. You're along for the ride and you're documenting the ride so other right. people can share in and your I'm journey. And I'm not, you know, and I, for everybody, you know, people like, should I buy now or not? You know, it depends on your situation. You know, I've done, I've talked a lot about, it's like, you know, there's a book out now called Crypto Assets. It's got a longer name, Crypt, something with Crypto Assets by Chris Bernsky. And pretty intelligent book on trying to value crypto assets. And he talks mm. about how 1% of your portfolio in crypto assets can have a positive effect on the whole portfolio, even though it's 1%, because it's so uncorrelated with traditional assets and you have this crazy upside potential. And uh, so it's not actually by, you know, some respected investment people who I I think he's an investment advisor. Anyways, it's in a respected book Hmm. that 1% is not stupid, right? And so maybe if you're crazy, it's 10%. Um, and so, and then you have your, you know, okay, well, what would 10% be? And you put a little bit, you know, or what I do is a little bit over time on down days. If it's down 50%, that's not the worst day you put in a little. And over time, instead of blowing your whole load on the coin of the week, and then you lose all your money as a riskier, you spread out your time risk. Um, and I was doing that. And then all of a sudden everything went up 10 so much that, you know, even to put more in is silly because it's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like I can't affect it anymore because it got went up a lot. Interesting. Yeah. So you so you have have this strategy and and the hodling kind of fits into that as well as yeah. uh, there, there seems to be kind of like people will get in a frenzy or freak out when it's going down and you're looking at it like, hey, crypto's on sale. Yeah, if I need to get in more. I mean, it goes both ways. Like Stellar Lumens, I was talking about this at a penny and a half. It was the second video I made on my channel. It was at one and a half cents. And I'm like, this is one for the long term. I gave my reason. I just, this is one. Just hold, you can just hold it for five years. That's one of the things how I started was, what can I hold and not worry about for five or more years? You know, not is it going up next month, but will it be around in five years? And, you know, I said this about Stellar and... You know, when it hit 90 cents a few weeks ago, I was like, holy shit. I was like, I I, got to sell. I I got to. And I'm like, just calm down. And and it's so also in this. And I'm, you know, I and sure enough, you know, it fell by like 50 percent over the next couple of days. But then again, listen, if I'm in it under three cents and it hangs out at 40 cents, it's fine. And it probably goes higher. Once you start getting into that trading game, you start sleeping with your phone on and one eye open and, you know, running out of uh, restaurants to buy or sell. And it's just an insane lifestyle as well. You know, try to spend my time reading and studying rather than looking at charts. Yeah, I I know several people who are actively looking at charts and trading. One of them actually told me it might be in confidence. So I won't disclose who, who it was. Uh this person has monitors right by their bed. And when they sleep, uh, they can kind of get up in the middle of the night, check the monitors, 
see if the market's making a big move or not and uh, take action or go back to bed. Anytime you find a person like that to make the question simple, just ask them first time you bought Bitcoin or Ethereum, like how, well, how much did you buy or how much did you have? Or just if you never traded, like remember how much you had, if you never traded, how much would you have now? Most traders like sort of laugh when you ask the question because they're like, oh my God, if I never touched my Bitcoin, I would have so much more. So, and now they're, now they're bragging everybody how much money they've made trading. They have, but Mm -hmm. the people who sort of relax on the beach reading are making more because they're holding. So that, that's fascinating. So by doing nothing, they're, they're really is even, even mining value. I don't have the exact numbers on this, but I've heard and mining's having a good run right now. Um, so I don't know exactly, but a lot of that has been, you would make more money just having bought and holded your Bitcoin than mining to get your Bitcoin. You know, it's just huh. like, let, interesting. <laughs> not working is the new cool uh, job, I, I think. So mining, just, just for anyone who's just joining us uh, on this episode, uh, can, can you tell us briefly what mining is? Uh, mining, I, I wish they called it uh, a transaction time stamping. Uh, it's what hmm. Bitcoin does to transaction time, time stamp and s- secure the transactions and secure the network. It's what all the computers do to come into consensus on what the ledger is. It's all the computer work that secures Bitcoin is done through a computer, they call it proof of work process. So, um, well, that's what mining is. So so Bitcoin, for instance, doesn't have their own server that they run. Uh, it's up to the public to run servers to yeah, keep so it's track truly of all decentralized, the, just all like the Bitcoin that's out there. Right. And it, who has it? And just who's like no it one who. runs the Internet. No one runs Bitcoin. It's just a bunch of computers that are updated at the same time through this. Uh, the protocol that runs when you join the Bitcoin network, you agree to obey all the rules of Bitcoin or you fall out of the network. And one of the rules is the mining mm-hmm. process for securing the transactions. That makes sense. So, so if I wanted to run a server and help facilitate the recording of who's got Bitcoin and who's sending Bitcoin to whom, uh, I could run my own miner. Why would I spend the money and right. and the electricity so, to do that? Right. And that, so, what happens is when every time when you secure, so a bunch of computers are racing to be the first, and if you're the first, you win a Bitcoin or some amount of Bitcoin per transaction. Bitcoin lottery. I think it's 12 and a half Bitcoin. Yeah. And it's kind of like a lottery. If you're one of the computers out there, every once in a while you hit and that makes you a certain amount of money based on the value of Bitcoin. And it will cost so much in computer power and electricity to generate it. And there from that, you make your profit through gaining Bitcoin. And so, you know, you can make money at this and there are some giant mining farms and, you know, they make money. But again, you can also just hold a Bitcoin and not have to work. Interesting strategy. In the future, the easiest. there's a new system too. So proof of work was a huge revolution that Satoshi Nakamoto came out with. And, and the, the, you know, people are like, why are computers doing math puzzles for no reason and doing all this work? You know, it's, it's a, the system to prevent fraud. And you can go into the rabbit hole reading and trying to understand it. But now there's a new process that is becoming more popular as we learn ways to implement it called proof of stake, where instead of making the computer do a bunch of work to prove you have a stake in the system, or uh, you will just put up your tokens and stake them and run your node properly. If you're caught 
breaking the rules, you lose your tokens. So mm. that's an easier way. Instead of making computers use all this energy, we're just making people put up uh, money uh, at risk, so to speak, uh, to prove that they, you know, to make, to incent them to not cheat the system. Uh, but again, this is easier and less work and you make the same amount of money. Interesting. And yeah, because that's, there's, there's different opinions. There's challenges out there with energy consumption yeah. and electricity, whether it's getting produced in a clean or dirty way. M mining is going to, is sort of, uh, you know, there's side chains now where you don't necessarily need mining. And Ethereum is thinking of moving, is working, actively working on moving to proof of stake. If Ethereum successfully transitions to proof of stake and it's working, a lot of their transactions are on proof of stake, there, it, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Bitcoin to upgrade its network to include proof of stake, I would think. But we'll see what happens. And that's, and that's, that's the interesting thing, too, is that these... This code isn't set it and forget it. This code is living or does get updated and changed. Yeah, over you know, time. Uh, Bitcoin has been set it and forget it <laughs> pretty much. And it's and it's fine for that. Like it's sort of it does one thing, store value that you can trust. And so you don't need to adjust it that much. But one reason I like uh, something like Ethereum, you have an active community of super smart developers who are upgrading the code and including new features and functions and abilities. And, you know, it looks like a real, you know, software project and they do upgrades and you know, everybody agrees and they launch something new and you see real improvements. Bitcoin, they fight for two years, do an upgrade and then nothing happens. You know, it's like, it's a bit of a mess over there. Interesting. So your, your YouTube channel, what you're producing uh, do you do all the research? Do you film it yourself or do you have a team of people? How, how does that work? I just do this. You know, people say, oh, you know, you're not professional enough. Get an editor and all this. stuff. <laughs> like, listen, I'm trying. To, I like, honestly, I'm trying to help people. Now, I do believe that it helps me uh, by going through this process. I've become better at speaking, you know, um, but also. You know, I'm almost 50. I, I ran a business, a successful business for years. I've been an investor for years. I've been studying. I've been into sort of decentralization as a thing, you know, for like 30 years. I have some ideas here that, and I see there's a lot of, I'm sorry, there's a lot of newbies who are young kids. I was the worst investor. Well, maybe not the worst, but uh, I, was, I was no Warren Buffett during the internet bubble. Also, I went through the internet bubble intimately being in the, you know, I was on the web in 95. I rode the wave up and, I, you know, I was very involved between owning stocks and having an e-commerce business. You know, yep. I have, a, I've seen a lot of things. So I really, my objective is to share what I learn. And I talk about, there's always something exciting or there's something that's getting my, uh, it's either something that's in the news that I'm like, oh my God, I have to talk about this. It's ridiculous. Or sometimes it's just, you know, lately, storage has a lot of people are asking me and I'm like, okay, let me just, instead of answering all these people start emailing me, I get all these messages. Let me put my thoughts together today. Walking on the beach. I talked about, uh, you know, storage and security of your private keys and such and how it all works. I talked about it for 30 minutes. Oh, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Private keys. What, what is a private key? How does it fit into this crypto? Puzzle? And just to quickly answer, <laughs> I make my videos with my phone and then I upload it. I write the title and description and, and that's it. I, I have no, there was no team here uh, for this and I don't ask for any money. I don't have like a donation thing. I do this for fun and, and charity. 
So, um, so, and, and I love your videos too. I I've been watching them and you just come across as very genuine and personable. Yeah. It's funny. People say that and I'm like, well, what else would I be? Like, I guess people do have <laughs> yeah. agendas, but I'm just, what I don't have people like you have an angle agenda. I don't know. What's my agenda? I don't have, I'm not selling anything. You can see that. I'm not, why would I pump, you know, and then well, the whole thing about pumping, you know, it's like, I got a little channel. I don't think I'm moving markets. You know what I mean? Like as as great as I may be, you know, it's this so is a worldwide pumping, pumping being promoting oh, a coin. I, I just want to promote it, own some of, so that it'll go. It up. drives the value up, and then you sell, and then I sell it. So you just and yeah, then I talk shit about it, and then it goes down, and then I talk it up and buy it. People think I'm doing. I'm like, what? That's not. I mean, that's just. I, I don't even think you can successfully do that as just one channel, like let alone me doing that. Anyways, regarding private public key, one of the great advances in this uh, that made this whole revolution possible uh, was uh, when they figured out that you, you have a public and a private key. Public key is something you can give to anyone and they, and you use that to send money into your account. Uh, But the only way to get money out of your account is with a private key. So, um, and and this is all, software or this is a file on your computer or on your phone. Well, a private key is a string of, I don't know how many, you know, 80 letter number combination. So that's the question. Where is it? So if you buy through an exchange, they hold your private key. If the exchange goes down, you lose your money. You can download it and hold your coins. I think the better terminology is to say you're holding them directly on the blockchain or directly on the network Mm -hmm. and you hold the private key. Now, so on one hand, great. You don't have to trust anyone. But on the other hand, you have to trust yourself. Like, how do you save your private key? And I was talking about this today. It's like, well, you put it in your computer. But what if someone gets in your computer? You know, well, then you can be really safe. You know, split it up into two pieces. You know, put it on uh, two pieces of paper. Put one in your sock drawer and one in the closet. No one will ever find that. But, you know, maybe you you hodl and two years later, like, wait a second, where did I put that? You know, yeah. and then or something uh, got half of it got thrown out. Yeah. Yeah. You hire a cleaning person. She washed the stock that the thing was in. So it's I've I can't remember the exact estimates, but my own guess, knowing human behavior, is that probably four million bitcoins have been lost already. Just lost. I know there's a high number. Four million is shocking at the the current price, which is uh, well, like a at least eleven thousand dollars per coin, uh, conservatively. That's I think there were articles. I think there were articles saying it was two million or lost. But I'm like, I I see what's going on. I see, and I'm like, I'm super organized, hyper organized person, and I'm like, this stuff is tricky, and I'm only mostly holding like three coins. There's people out there with so many tokens and coins and they got their hardware wallets and like, I don't know what people are doing. I bet a lot have been lost and people don't even know they've lost it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard the crazy things of people throwing out old hard drives. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, if you're, you lose your computer or it gets destroyed or even you take it to the shop or Apple or whoever and they wipe your drive and restore everything from factory settings uh, it, yeah, lot, lots of ways to potentially lose it. So how, how do you keep it safe? Have you used any hardware wallets? So hardware wallet is the safest thing. So, um, so I'm posting this video tomorrow, actually. Oh, and great. It's a 30 minute video. 
just on this, but to make sort of a long story short, the easy way that I used to promote, but it's sort of the equation slightly changed with this new bug, the Spectre and Meltdown. I meltdown, think that's yeah, what meltdown. it is. Yeah, Spectre you know. and Meltdown. <laughs> so, and it affects every Intel processor I think ever made. So there's a thing. So for example, if you have Ethereum or any EC20 tokens, which are the Ethereum platform tokens, you can go to this. There's myetherwallet.com. And make sure you spell it right. There's probably scam websites There's out there with lots misspellings. Of scams. Like, so, I won't even say them, but common misspellings, and, even that seem yeah. totally right, are it's scam websites. It's com, and be careful. So, But if you find the correct website, it's not, they don't hold your info. They don't take anything of yours. It's just a viewer to the data on the blockchain. And you can also use it to send money out. And so you could, you know, I would say before, the easiest way, you have your private key. Save it somewhere safe. Hopefully you're holding and you have to go in every day and, and put your private key in because you're just, you're holding it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you could just put, you know, paste your private key into this thing and enter and it doesn't get saved anywhere. So I was saying, well, that's safe. But now technically with Spectre or a Meltdown or somehow, theoretically, someone could actually watch you do that. But if you're holding, you don't even need to do that. But anyways, the hardware wallet, Treasure or Ledger Nano, allow you to log in without typing in the private key. You do it through the hardware wallet. It's another step. It's another, you know, making it just a little bit more or less uh, user friendly. Um, but that is technically, that's the safest way. And so that's a little device similar to like a USB flash drive or USB. You know, key. it looks like a USB, but it has this technology that it is holding your private key. And nobody can see it. And it, allow, it allows you to get in. If you, you know, uh, you know, I say this in my video too. Like I try to talk about the philosophy and the sort of the, the grand plan of how to approach it. But when it comes down to actually, okay, now how do I use the Ledger Nano? If you, that's the hardware wallet you want to use. You could find, I would find three or four good YouTube videos and watch them. Watch a few. Helps you understand better and make sure that the, if you listen to one person, maybe you're listening to an idiot. You know, and myetherwallet.com, there's probably a bunch of videos. And myetherwallet.com has a bunch of links for more information. You can sort of get the how-tos out there um, on YouTube. The key first is to come up with a plan of how you're going to store uh, your, your coins so you don't lose them. So that, that's an interesting thing. There's, it's still highly technical right now. It's an early technology. And uh, so if you are trying to figure out how to make sense of of all of this, this technology. And then also like what the difference is between XRP, which is ripple or XLM, which is stellar lumens or all these other alt currencies that you hear of, uh, altcoins. Um, what's a good resource you think people, people could go to Dave to, to find out about that, like on YouTube, maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, so your listen, channel. <laughs> yes. I, I hear you setting me up. I'm trying to explain that it's sort of like, yeah, start with... I think it's great. Everybody is looking for the next great... You know, I get scared when people are like, how do you find about new coins? Everyone's mm. digging for 20 feet under the ground is the giant, you know, gold thing. But there's gold sitting on the ground. You know, you have these leaders. Uh, look at the... You know, just start with the top coins. This whole, you know, everyone's... Like, but the new ICO... ICO means peak hype. And I'm going to do a video soon. I haven't finished my research. But a lot of what I see is... I mean, I shouldn't say you probably have a lot of uh, ICO people on this channel, but it's just 
you know, usually if you like a company in the ICO, wait till two we you know two months after the ICO and you get it for cheaper because it's peak hype dies. People who were in early sell out, you can get in cheaper. I mean, that's almost true for most ICOs I've seen at least lately. I, I don't know. I haven't finished my research. Bottom line is look at the big coins. And what I try to do is I dig in on a, I try a lot. I mean, there's thousands of coins. You can't go through them all, but a lot of the big ones and popular ones, I try to do a sort of a deep analysis, you know, who are the founders and how does this thing, you know, what is the business angle? I think I look at it as slightly a different angle than other people just because of my business and investing experience. It's, uh, it's different, but, uh, you know, my channel is great for the coins that I've reviewed. It's most of the popular ones too, but if you're yeah, looking for the, the new, how do you great, figure out which coins to review? What, what ends up on your list? Well, originally it was just, I'm looking for winners. Like, I don't think that they're all going to win. I also believe that, that, you know, uh, if you've heard of the term, so there's a term that started with Bitcoin called Bitcoin maximalist, what they used to believe. And actually Vitalik Buterin coined this phrase, hmm. which was, so it's all open source. Bitcoin's the biggest. If there's a new feature or function that's out there, Bitcoin can just copy that function, put it into their code, and they already have the big market share. And then, you know, so that they could never lose. Problem is their community actually never did any upgrades or improvements. Ethereum, on the other hand, sort of is living by this philosophy, which is if you see any, if there are any functions, a lot of potential Ethereum sort of wannabes or Ethereum killers, you know, a lot of them aren't even launching for a year or however long, but if they have a feature that's really hot and people want, can't Ethereum just copy it? So hmm. I believe that they're just like with the web revolution, there'll be a few huge winners. Uh, and they're, you know, it's all about scale. Um, and so anyways, I like, I'm looking for winners and I don't think there's going to be a million. And when I see one, I start researching when I dig deep, I start to see, well, who are the founders? I'm like, I love this person. I love this person. Other places I dig and I'm like, well, who is the founder? And that's, that's a red flag. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. I start finding red flags or I start finding bullshit. And then other times I dig and I start finding things I love. And so obviously I talk about the ones that I love that I hold that I think you can hold for five years. And then, um, when I hear, uh, and then ones that I don't like that there's a lot of chatter and love out there. Like I just made a video about Tron. Tron was the coin of the week a few weeks ago. I'm fascinated to check that out. So I, heard, I've heard a lot of controversy. It's on Tron. just listen. I mean, <laughs> so just to make a long story short with Tron. So stellar networks. Okay. With, uh, has been in operation as a decentralized platform for about three years. They're working with IBM right now. IBM just said in a time magazine article, they'll be doing a billion dollars a month in payments using XLM on the Stellar Network. Okay, that's today. It has a market cap of about $8 billion. Mm -hmm. Tron also has a market cap of about $8 billion. Oh, They wow. started writing code on it a few weeks ago. So I don't know. Well, which one do you think has a better chance? So to me, it's like people are like, oh, give them a chance. I'll give them a chance. Like I'm not, I don't think they're shutting down operations. I don't think it's a scam. I don't think they're shutting down because of my video. So in a couple, and they're, they're not even saying they're going to launch anything anytime soon. So someday when they launch, take a look at it, you know, and maybe they'll then start having things going on. But why is it worth the same as Stellar? Either Stellar's worth more than it is undervalued or Tron's overvalued. It's just that simple. I have the same analogy too with a similar analogy you can look at, 
you know, that's why market cap can be valuable. You want to compare similar things, you use market cap. Uh, Ripple's market cap is 10x higher than Stellar. But the founder... And and real quickly, uh, just pausing there, what is the market cap? What does that mean? Oh, so number of coins in circulation times the price. So just like with stocks, you say that Apple's worth so many billions because they have this many shares at this price, you multiply it, that's the total value in stocks, total value of the company. With coins, it's the total value of all coins in circulation. So if you Bitcoin, took the current price of one coin and you add up all the coins that were created, that's the market cap. Yes, right? and okay. that are trading. There's sometimes, so Stellar and, and both Ripple have, they've created more coins, but they're holding some of them away from circulation at this point. So they only count the ones that are currently in circulation. So those numbers can change. The price changes, the number in circulation changes, but that it, that's the sort of the value. That's the overall value. Don't look at the price of the co- of the coin like, oh, this one's a dollar to get one and this is $100 to get one. But if there's a billion of the one at $1 and there's only a thousand of the one at $100, the one where there's a billion at $1 is worth bigger <laughs> bigger than the... I don't know the math. I might have screwed up the math on that, but hopefully you understand. If there's a billion of a coin at $1, it has a bigger market cap than if there is a thousand at $1. Okay. Right. Right. So I see this so much is there there, to me, in my mind, especially running an e-commerce company for years, there is a very big difference between a good idea and a launched idea that turns out to be good. Like to me, that is a huge bridge to cross, but I see so many people who value the idea as if it's done. And I see this even on companies' websites. You know, they're going to launch and the platform's going to do this and it's going to do that. But mm-hmm. they say, our platform does this and it does that and it does this. And they're talking about, you know, I don't know, in their coding, that's what it does. Like, it hasn't launched yet. You know, they should be saying it will do. And then people invest saying, you know, this is the fa- it's the fastest network. I'm like, it, it's not going to launch for a year. Like, <laughs> and meanwhile, they yeah. say Ethereum is slow. Well, Ethereum is working on things too. And in a year from now, maybe it won't be slow. Like it's just, um, yeah, it will, uh, watch out. There's a big difference between the dream and the reality. Cool. Well, well thanks so much for coming on the show, Dave. And uh, definitely check out Dave's YouTube channel. Uh, so that's youtube.com slash Dave Levine, D-O-T-C-O-M. Very correct? good. Yes. Awesome. So yeah, very, very interesting videos on there. Uh, also just, you know, it, this is what he's doing and investing in and stuff. Uh, there's, there's definite, you know, risks. Everyone has to give the disclaimer, but yeah. we're sharing information. It's interesting strategies and, uh, and it's interesting to see and be a part of that world and find out what Dave's dig- digging into with these companies as well. Who's behind them? What's real? What's vaporware? Thanks for coming in today. Thank you at home for, or in your car or at work or on a bike or, or riding. Thanks for listening to the We Are LA Tech Crypto Fridays episodes. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next Friday. Thank you. Every startup and tech company is after one main 
creating a company culture, I'd like to introduce you to Poppin. They think about culture for a tech company from their design to the functionality of all their furniture. It's gorgeous colors. They have conference room tables that turn into ping pong tables. They have normal coffee tables that turn into cornhole tables. They have functional lounge chairs where you could work and relax all at the same time. Stand desks, sit down desks, anything that you could think of. Poppin is proactive about embracing our community culture, bringing everyone together at their incredible Silicon Beach mixers. Definitely go to poppin.com. Mention we are LA Tech to get on the invite list. Poppin's main mission is to create an atmosphere where we together can work happy. Poppin.com. P-O-P-P-I-N.com. To join in the conversation and chat with me and other crypto enthusiasts, check out the crypto channel on the We Are LA Tech private Slack at wearelatech.com slash VIP. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not the opinions of We Are LA Tech or their participants and are subject to change. The content of the show, the videos, website, and all related works are provided for entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to be, nor does it constitute financial investment or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to investing, finances, trading, or anything else based on this content without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to buy, sell, or trade any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent financial advisor. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.